Shalom Baruch Hu, Rabbi Nemesech, it's Baba Kama, Daf Samach Dalet. Today's Daf discusses how we learn that Kefal is required for a regular Geneva, not just Tainus Ganev. We discuss how the words Zashar and Geneva includes everything that can be stolen. And we have a lot of different drushas, a whole chunk of Gemara that we end up not using as our drasha. Instead of we learn Reboy, instead of Klal, Prat Klal, and different Psukim. Of a Ghana versus a Tainus Ganav paying Kefal. Now we had left off that if you're going to try to learn a Kalva from Tainus Ganav over there, you're only going to be Chayev to swear, you're not going to be Chayev to pay. That should be the same by a Ganav, and uh, we know that you're Chayev to pay if you steal. So, you can't learn from a Kalva we learn We learn out that. You can pay Kefal by Geneva as well from a Tony de says, we learn out that no matter what you steal, you have to pay Kefal and everything. Shouldn't Shor Geneva be enough? Why do we need, why do we also need Kamor Se Kayim? Does Shor and Geneva would be enough? And, and he answers. And if he just said Shor, I would think just uh, Shor is special because he's able to be, bring it on a be, on a mizbech. It's a kosher carbon, so I would think you're only going to be chayv kefal on things which are kosher for a carbon. That's why the the Torah has to add seh, even though seh is also kosher. The extra geneva includes anything that was stolen. Shor saying geneva lamaisa should cover everything, but then I would have thought that the of Chamor would tell me that it's only some, only you only pay Kefal on something which has the Kedushas Bechor, which leaves Geneva as the extra to teach me anything that stolen pays Kefal. So, Lechairas Shor, Chamor, Sen, Geneva should cover it all. Why, why do we also need to say Chayim? Well, so for everything you've listed is alive. So, when we say Chayim, that's not Chamola Klau. And Geneva t- tells me to learn to everywhere else. Then next, the Gemara suggests, why not say Shor and Geneva to be inclusive, that only things which are Shor-like will be Chayev Kefal, but then it's in the wrong order. It says a Klal and then a Prat, which is limiting. If you say a Prat and then a Klal, you're expanding the Prat with the Klal. Why does it say Shor and then Geneva? It should say Shor and then the bigger Geneva as opposed to Geneva and then limiting it to Shor. That's not being Marbe on Shor. Maybe the Torah is telling us an Ilu Nemar. But if the Torah would have said Ilu Nemar, if it said Shor and Geneva, then Shor would be the Prat. The Geneva is the Klal. Prat and Klal, you get to add on from the Prat, which should include everything. That would be enough to teach me that the Kefal applies everywhere. But the Gemara says that's not what the, what, what the Pesach is. It's not an Ilu Nemar. And it says Geneva and Shor. It's a Klal and then a Prat. Do we say that Hakol Ichlal? Or do we say that the Geneva is the Klal, the Shor is the Prat, and Klal a Prat? You have to learn out Ke'en the Prat, that only a Shor is going to be Chayv Kefal. So Rava says that the Torah adds on Chayim right next to it at the end of the Pasuk, which is a final Klal. So we're not just dealing with one Klal and one Prat, it's a Klal Prat and then another Klal. So you learn Ke'en the Prat to the klal of anything that's stolen being Chayef Kefal. I, Chaim has nothing to do with Shar. These two klalim are not 
or rather Geneva. Geneva and Chayim have no shaykhs. How, how could you compare these two klalim to, to learn that the pride is going on them? The Gemara says that, that they don't need to be similar. The baby small learned. You can still learn a klal and klal and prat, even though the two klalim aren't similar. I, im himotze timotze is extra. We could just say shor gneva and chayim, and that would include everything that can be stolen. And the Gemara explains that if we had left out im himotze timotze, if you find the ganev, I would learn that the prat, the shor, is only something that can be brought on a mizbeach. So only those are going to be chayiv on for kefel. I said that would include se. So is extra. And Geneva is coming to include anything else. Even not about Chaim. Even not. And Seh covers even things that aren't kosher on the Mizbech. Why not just say Geneva, Shor, Seh, and Chaim, and that would include everything? Because that would include Chamar, something which is which has Kedushas Bechar. So what would Chamar be adding? Well, Geneva would be telling me everything else. So why not say Geneva, Shor, Seh, Chamar, and Chaim? Well, I would say that the prat is only by Chaim. Why would I need to add Chaim? So Chaim tells me Chaim is extra. Neva tells me anything else. Then what does he must say team and must say add? And stock a good cash, right? That's why the Brysa landed off asking what's he must say team must say? What's the answer, the Brysa? Because, the Gemara says, we have a kasha on our klal prado klal. How do you know that our klal prado klal, this pasuk, is including anything else that was stolen that should be chayv kefal? Because you have a klal of chayim at the end of the pasuk. But the pasuk befeir says chayim. What does a klal prado klal add? How is that helping? If it's coming to tell me anything that's alive, it already says chayim. Things that are alive and nothing else. It can't include every Balchai without the lotion of Himatse Timatse. That's why we need the Pasuk. In fact, the Gemara, if you're going to learn it like that, you have the two Klaalim which are right next to each other. The Prat is afterwards. So it's not a Klaal Prat, a Klaal, it's a Klaal Klaal Prat. Can you learn it like that? Ravina says yes. They said in Marova, Eretz Yisrael, they would learn that even if you have two klalim right next to each other, you can take the prat, which is said right afterwards, and just in between the two klalim, and you can learn a klal prat klal. And you take shar, and put it between himotse and timotse. I, what's shar telling me? Any balchai is going to be chayiv keful when stolen? We have a mechaim for that. Elamai teaching me even things that aren't alive. I make a darshan that this prat is something which is metaltalin, and it is intrinsically valuable. So you have to, you're only going to be chayv kefal on something which is metaltalin and something which is intrinsically valuable. Not a star, not a kaika, I it. I want to stick chamor in between himotze and timotze. What would that teach me? What's chamor here for? Balechayim, we already learned from Shor. Elamayat is teaching me it has to be something which is a dover amesuyim, which we said last time is machlekes vashitoisves, something which you have a simon on or something, it's an identifiable value. Aye, but the Gemara says, then says left extra. And the Gemara leaves this as a kasha and throws out the entire sugi that we just had, klal prada klal, and says that we, we, rather we learn out kefal by everything from a ribo. It's a ribo made of ribo, not a klal prada klal. We find this by Rabbi Yishmol on a brisa. 
he learns from the Pasuk, Bamayim, Bamayim, twice in the Pasuk, tells me, not a klalaprat, but rather, Rebo umiet v'ribo. That's including everything else. What's it including? So over there, uh, by, it's talking about fish and water, it includes any aquatic creature. So what, what, what do the, prot, the protim there exclude? One is to say, it's to exclude land, one to exclude avodim, one to exclude stories. The Lashen Genev and the Lashen Chaim, and this is Lashitas Rav, who says that we treat this stolen item, even though now the guy's in court and the, and the thing that he stole is dead, we value, evaluate it from when he originally stole it, how much it was worth while it was still alive. In fact, the Gemara, according to the Mandamar, who says that one of the extra psukim is for Ghanav, and the second pasuk, right, if you're going back to last, last sugya, last daf, we have two psukim. One tells me that a ganav pays kefal. Another, the other pasuk tells me that a toyin Titus ganav. He's holding on to him for himself and he's claiming that it was stolen. He also pays kefal. We learn out ganav from im yimatze haganav. What does he learn out from im timatze? Right, himatze timatze. That he uses for rova bar who explains a rav who says that a muidibeknas. He says, the guy comes in and he admits that this halach, that this knas that the Chum give, I violated it, I owe this knas. Even if Edom come afterwards, he's going to be patra because he admitted first. We learn this from the Pasuk of Himimatse Timatse. That only if he was Himatse, he was found out and busted by Edom, will he be Timatse, be penalized by Bezdin. But if he was Marshiai himself, he made himself a Rosh, he admitted, then he won't be Timatse, but then he won't be chived to pay the knas. Even if Adam came afterwards. And according to the Mandomar, says the Gemara, that both, Toyntainus Gainav, and that both Psukim are talking about Toyntainus Gainav. So he uses the other Pasuk of Himatse Timatse to teach us that a Gainav pays Kefal. How does he know that if someone admits that Knaz is going to be Chayv, if not from Himatse Timatse? He learns it from the Pasuk, Miyashar Yashiyun Eloi. Him, they bring the, the case to the judges, meaning he was. Found out to be a Rasha by the, by court, not himself. He admits it. There, he's going to be a potter from the Knas. And according to Mount Omar, who learns that one pasuk is Ganav, the other pasuk he uses for Tainus Ganav. What does he use the pasuk of Asher Yarshiun for? He uses that for the original halacha of Maid the Knas Potter, forgetting the complications of Adam coming afterwards. And according to the Mount Omar, who says that both pasukim are Tainus Ganav. Hitaga holds that if a guy admits and then Edom come, he's still going to be chayef. So he doesn't need an extra pasuk to tell me that he'll be potter. Back in the Mandamar, who uses both psukim, one for Ganav, one for Tainas Ganav, paying kefal. What does he need all the protim in the pasuk? Granted, Himati Timati tells me that if Edom come after he admits, he's still potter, but that was Rav Barai but he need all the protim leading up to him, Himate Timate. That he uses like Rabbi Shmuel taught. That ain't a Hanami. You can repeat an entire Pasuk, an entire teaching in the Torah again. As long as there's one Chiddush there, in our case, Himate Timate, the Torah would repeat the entire thing. And it's not, it's all just extra. If you could say such a thing. It's all here to support this new Chiddush. Maybe it's coming to teach us. That a ganav, not just a toyin tainas ganav, is chayev to swear. No, that's not an option, says the Gemara. A ganav doesn't need to swear, he pays. 
The Bryce brings up Yaakov, who lunch on the, the Pasuk of Shnai Mishalim, that he pays Kefal no Shvua. That's only by Tainas Ganav. When the guy's making a claim that he has to substantiate. How do I know that Shnai Mishalim means without a Shvua? Maybe it means he pays Kefal after swearing. Or if he doesn't swear. He refuses to. No. Loi Kachoya. What do you mean, Loi Kachoya? Abai explains... The Torah is not going to write Shnai Mishalim that he has to be careful by a Ganev. They have a Kavachoymer from Tainas Ganev because a Toyin Tainas Ganev who got this item in a mutter way, he found it as an Aveda. He's allowed to, keep, he's allowed to have it. He just wasn't allowed to keep it and make believe it was stolen. And he has to pay careful Kavachoymer when the guy stole it illegally, he came into his possession in the first place. Kavachoymer, he's going to have to pay careful. Shnai Mishalim, Elamai, tells me. That a Ganev himself has to pay Shaloi Beshvua. A Kefal, we can learn from a Kavachoymer, the Shvua we need a Pasuk for. We'll pick it up from here tomorrow, Bezer Hashem. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.